Podcast Assemble. Hello, everybody. This is oh. Cape Crisis, episode 45. I'm your host, Henry Gilbert, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. Follow me. That's easy to remember, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway. I know it. Yeah, Thanks. Can you recite Thank it you. back. How do, we, how do we spell that? H-E-N-E-R-E-Y. I didn't. I don't know the lyricism of it. I cannot recite it back. You're the one who gets it? Well, all right. Anyway, the co-host, regular old co-host here, Chris Antiz, and we have very special guests all the way from Wisconsin. Minnesota. 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 Right. Uh, sorry. It's it's Tim Turry. Hello. Hey, I'm Tim Turry. Do you want a Spider-Man sound effect? Uh, yeah. Okay. That's sorry. I wanted to it be more specifically the 1960s cartoon. It's the only 1960s cartoon. I like that a lot. Actually. By by the way, I saw. I don't even know how much I can talk about this, but I saw Oz the Great and Powerful this week. You did and, really. Uh, yeah, a uh, a friend got free tickets to go, and I got to go as a guest, and so. Uh, you know the weirdest thing in it is watching it to see all the Sam Raimi isms in there, and really, and I will say like it has. If he could have done with the Green Goblin what he does with the Wicked Witch, Ooh. I would. Uh, what the Wicked Witch is in it? It's in the trailer. I'm not. I'm not Spoiler. spoiling anything. Can you give me a line from the Wicked Witch in the movie? I didn't even say who the Wicked Witch is. Uh, oh, that no, you're spoiling things. Am I? I, thought I, I don't know. I don't know how obvious things are supposed to be in that. Anyway, okay. Here's the line. Pretty there. So should we see go. that movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. Oh, I'd love to see that review on the that quote in the back of the box. Yeah, yeah. Henry Gilbert. No, it's pretty good. Uh, it's definitely better than like Alice in Wonderland. Like I thought. Look, that movie I'll was be bullshit, shocked. I'll be happy if it's not. Absolutely fucking terrible, and it is because that's I, how it looks. No, I I know, but here's okay. Here's what's good about it. Number one, like there are no current references in it. Like he made it feel like it could have been made 40s. in that time. Yeah, in the forties. Oh great. Uh, two, like well, I, that's I'd say that knowing it won't be terrible, but it looks terrible. Oh, the trailer's the awful. trailer looks terrible. yeah. The trailer's not great. Uh, Zach Braff as a huh? CG monkey is not uh, awesome. I guess I could buy that. Oh, uh, well, he seems like it seems like it would not be awesome, but he grew on me. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. Uh, Mila Kunis is pretty good. She's and pretty, cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, and, uh, and Michelle Williams, like she was great. Mm-hmm. She was really great, and, uh, and even James Franco, like wow, actually he, is. And the rest—that's what he gets relegated to. <laughs> no, well, and the James I feel like Franco's. James Franco is like the mo- the one you doubt the most. Of like, all right, he's just going to be stoned through the whole thing. Just go like, yeah, I'm James Franco. The hell, he didn't get cast in the movie based on his performance at the Oscars. I know. Or Pineapple Express. Or Pineapple Express, <laughs> Hank. No, he was he was really good. It was uh, it was a nice. Uh, actually, I didn't see Drag Me to Hell, so I can't say it's like a bouncing oh, back for. You should watch it. It's really cool. Yeah. Okay. It was PG thirteen. That's what kept me away. It's surprising still, what they got away with. Though. The gross out like level of that movie okay. still. I still have been referencing it a lot. I I don't know what movie it was that I just saw it where mm-hmm. I was like calling that back as being like one of the great gross out movies recently. But well, it's nice. To, I I do appreciate that it was like a, an original horror film instead of a remake, which every horror film yes. is these days. Uh, yeah, every every horror film is like either a remake or it's 
a paranormal activity yourself. Yeah, well, paranormal activity has just replaced Saw at this point. Yeah, like, yeah. It's 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 sad to see the annualization that hurts the game industry coming, like killing horror films too. Well, that's not exactly new. No, but, uh, it's just a little more obvious. Yeah, it, those movies will be killed by the same thing that killed every other form of entertainment: the reality show. Because. I watched an episode of Ghost Adventures on YouTube. That's the dumbest shit I've ever been infatuated with. I've never heard of this It's three dipshits running around abandoned mental institutions with uh, night vision cameras. Three of them. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. And that's it. (laughs) And that's it. It, Amplify that. No, I still didn't hear it. I didn't hear it when you amplified it either. I thought in 99, 2000, like, MTV had a show just fear, like Fear, fear. I actually kind of like I love I like fear. That yeah. show. I mean, they actually, like, intentionally, like, yeah, we're rigging stuff. I'm like, yeah. it's still it's cool fake. to see people yeah. scared. I remember fear came out around the same time as, like, the suffering, and I got really into, like, there's, like, this cool <laughs> thing Suffering, going, yeah, wow. Yeah. Now, I, I remember on fear they had the cameras that moved with the person's yes. head, mm-hmm. and it was such a... The crank cameras. Yeah. It, it was fake. We but. weren't inundated with reality shows, and Paranormal Activity hadn't come out yet then, so yeah. that was sort of novel. It was a little more special back then. I think it, it fed the need that maybe we don't want to be scared, but we do take some kind of delight in seeing people scared. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they would intentionally fake things on that show and let you know, and just you get to see, ah, some yeah. teenage well, dipshit freak out. Yeah, that's right. They did fake stuff. It was yeah. staged, and like that was they kind of They would have fake maps and everything. Yeah. And, or they'd have like a fake corpse in a yeah. room or just yeah. a dummy. And it was, but it was awesome to see people go crazy. Yes. yes. It was awesome to see pretty people lose their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, that's the be. only people allowed on, on, MTV. on MTV. I remember on Road Rules, mm-hmm. on the last Road Rules, they cast the first, for the first time ever, they cast like a fat guy on the show, like someone who was over 200 pounds. I feel like they did it intentionally be like, this is why we don't cast fat people on the show, because he was like the biggest dick in the world. Like, he was such an asshole. He's a poor representation. Yeah, poor representation of fatties. The first people on the cast of the first three real worlds seem Mm -hmm. my parents' age for some reason. Well, that's how I feel old now, talking about the real world. All right, you're right. This is a comic book show. What are we (laughs) doing? Yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Uh, So, as usual, we're going to start with what have we been reading? Nothing! Well, I yeah, I am uh, I am woefully behind on no, Age, I, I, Age of Ultron came out today. I, know, I did I'm not really read that. Want to see Age of Ultron. Uh, uh, I read. Uh, mm, uh, I was reading sale stuff on Comicsology, so I mm-hmm. caught up on more of the Ultimates, uh, the Ultimate Comics Ultimates, and then I'd read Ultimates three, and I told Brett like that the worst thing, and he ever. got so mad. Yeah, he got so mad, and it's it's. Once he got mad, I'm like, this is great. This is hysterical. Uh-huh. As long as it got Brett mad, uh, I'm okay with this. <laughs> well, What's the big beef with it? Well, okay, so Ultimates 1 and 2 were these, like, they're almost what inspired the Avengers movie. Yes. Like, they're giant, filmic, uncomplicated Avengers adventures. Yes. The, the, the more grounded version of the Avengers yeah. that the and layman the, can jump into and not have to read a wiki before okay. they pick and up so, an issue. And that was done by this creative team, Mark Miller and Brian Hitch, and then they finished, like... Their problem was they were really slow and like more so hitched the artist. So it took them like to get out twenty six issues that took them four years. And so well actually more like five. Then they got so they finally like were like, We're done with Ultimates, we finished our storyline, let someone else take over. And the people that took over like uh, the art I didn't I uh, I like Joe Joe Mad's art, mm-hmm. you know, from the guy to Darksiders and well, it's and not that. bad mm-hmm. art. No, but it's also doesn't fit for all the ultimates and then 
But, but the it, writer... is, it is the poochiest shit oh. you've ever seen in your oh, entire poochie. life. Well, and, and then Man, the writer... Hawkeye looks so cool now that he's bullseye. And... <laughs> well, and then, then Jeff Loeb just writes a ridiculous oh, story. Oh, like, like uh, it's, Scarlet it's Witch and Quicksilver are fucking and... Well, that was... Yeah, they, they're, they're brother and sister. And so it was... Oh. There, there was always... In the, It'll sound weird to explain it, but in the in the previous issues of Ultimates, like they had been kind of like cheeky asides to imply, hey, maybe they're closer maybe they, than we think. Wink, yeah. and then they just joke about it, but they never they never do it. And then yeah, in three, they're just like, no, they're definitely in a sexual relationship. Yeah. No, no one ever wants to see that. That's like yeah. Pam, that's like Pam and Jim getting married and having two kids in the office. People yeah, just want the uh, for the multiple seasons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then like the yeah, and so not only does I I, I not only hated how they did it, like mm-hmm. to reveal like oh no, they're they're definitely having sex, but then the way Wasp explained it to Cap, she was like, I know your uh, uh, your 1940 sensibilities tell you it's weird, but they just fell in love. Their brother's just like. No, this is not an accepted thing in, in, in current times. Like, And the idea of uh, Ultron being uh, Wasp and Ant-Man's kid. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's it's really, not true well, at the end you, of the book. But like, just at the time, like, wow, this is so stupid. Well, if you want something that... If you want something even more stupid, then you should read Ultimatum. Yes. Yeah. Ultimatum is... I did. Yeah. The worst. The worst. Did I... It was, it was wrapped up with the end Ultimatum's of uh, Spider-Man. Ultimatum, the main Ultimatum book, is where they murder like half the Ultimate Universe. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're just Daredevil like, yeah. eats shit, right? Daredevil, uh, Cyclops, Wolverine. Yeah. Like, they kill everybody. All the good Doctor folks. Strange. Doctor Strange gets he gets squeezed by a tentacle until his head explodes. <laughs> How does Wolverine die? Uh, they have to do Fire it ants. so... Mm. Oh. They have to do oh, it wait. so crazy where, like... He is his adamantium is ripped apart by Magneto, yes. and then he's burnt alive, and then sinks to the bottom of the ocean. And then <laughs> that is that, awesome. That's just how clear the writer said to be like, no, he's one hundred percent. That still doesn't seem one hundred percent dead in no. the Marvel universe. Well, and then they just brought back his kid anyway, who just wears Wolverine if, if, costumes. If your dead body goes out of sight for even a moment in the Marvel universe, <laughs> yes. you are coming back. You are you are fine. Well, it's the same. The Joker does that all the Constantly. time. Constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Um, I, I'm Somebody sorry. Somebody just shoot Joker in the face. Like, <laughs> Batman doesn't have to do it. You don't even need Batman's approval to do it. But somebody... Some who, cop. Yeah. One cop who just like, oh, he's under arrest because Batman dropped him off. All right. Some shaky, yeah. you know, Gotham City rookie just uh, needs to give him the uh, the Reginald there, Bell Johnson just in the face. There is, <laughs> there is no way you wouldn't get off for that. I yeah. thought he had a gun. He usually does. You know, all those times. Also, he's the Joker. He's the Joker. And it was like, well, but he was handcuffed. We've handcuffed him dozens of times, and then he got out of those handcuffs I mean, and even, killed seven cops. I mean, there is a good parody sketch somewhere in like an ACLU group defending the, <laughs> the wrongful jo- death of the Joker, Ooh. like trying to do that. Yeah. Like, no, nah, guys, sorry, I'm with you on everything else, but I'm really glad that guy's dead. <laughs> That's where in the Dark Knight, I wish there was just like an extra four seconds after he got caught where. When the cops are there, the like the SWAT team just all looks at each other and just nods and then shoots them, and they're like there. That'd done. be awesome. Because yeah, but uh, but anyway, um, what I read, uh, mm-hmm. I read the most recent Brian Michael Bendis Avengers trade, which is the last one, mm-hmm. and uh, it was really good. It was a nice yeah. like farewell to his really? to his 
seven, no, nine years on the title. It's been nine years? Yeah, yeah. He was on it since, well, 2004. Is it, is it a physical copy? Yeah, yeah. I physical can copy, yes, sure. Um, but the, the best thing... Uh, it was just a nice farewell to his thing, but it did bother me that he like he fixed all this stuff, like mm-hmm. all this stuff that happened in his books. He then uh, that happened during his run. He fixed. He's like, oh, I made this character evil. He's not evil now. So I he, killed this character. They're back. He made his bed before he left the room. Yeah, basically that. It it just it makes me down about like the you know you know when you read comics there's never going to be lasting changes you know but it's just well there are certain constants but yeah but but you it's it's just weird to see him go like uh somebody else is going to take over for their run and they need to have all their toys back so they can play with all the toys that i got to play with at my start of my career Man, so it's like the sweetest thing you ever said <laughs> what oh okay Love it. Uh, but it's the end of his Avengers run, not his new Avengers run. Mm-hmm. That one I ha- I'm going to get later this week, and that's where he he wraps things up with Luke Cage and Iron Fist mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, Jessica Jones. Those those his favorite '70s characters. Yeah. Like I don't know exactly what happens, but it's not a secret that they're not members of the current Avengers. Like they're just. But everybody else is. Everyone else, yeah. But those those three were really you know Brian, uh, Bendis's guys mm-hmm. you know so that was good uh those spider superior spider-man 5 came out today i wish i had read it i have not and then uh age of ultron started this yeah. week and it's crazy that it's the first five issues they're all drawn by brian hitch who mm-hmm. is the aforementioned very slow ultimates artist and they've prepared this so far in advance that five issues in a row of his are going to come out weekly every every week like yeah, Age of Ultron two is next week. Three is the oh, week shit. after that. Like, no, I must catch up because they have to. They actually like Age of Ultron got delayed so long. They have to get they have to get Age of Ultron dealt with before their summer crossover. So yeah, did you did you read about uh, you reading the Requiem stuff after Death of the Family? Uh, no, no. I uh, well, I saw like all these covers of people crying over Robin and stuff. <laughs> well, I love that. Uh, what's happening to the ish, the Series of Batman, Man, and Robin, mm. and they're changing the title for each issue. Oh, Batman the next and Nightwing, Batman, Batman and, and Red Hood, Batman and Batgirl. I like that. Interesting. That, that reminds me of what IDW is doing with hmm. the Mars Attacks series. They did a bunch of like one-offs with mm-hmm. uh, with like all of IDW's properties. Yeah, and they have a ton of weird the, shit over and that's there. That's the beautiful thing about it is Ninja like, Turtles and Popeye. <laughs> you get stuff like uh, I think if I remember right, it was uh, Mars Attacks. The Transformers, Mars Attacks, the real Ghostbusters, Star Trek, Mars Attacks, wow. Popeye, Mars Attacks. Uh, I think it's like <laughs> ro- robots and zombies. Mac, mac, mac. Um, and then it was Mars Attacks Kiss. Uh, wow, yeah, that's yeah. the topper, which is just incredible. Not that. So you got you got Mars Attacks Martians with like Kiss face paint on and that's, stuff. And that's pretty great. It's like, I have to say, like that that. Mars Attacks property just excels at being Gonzo. So the fact so that you are really just, like you do endorse it. Um, I only of all those I've only skimmed most of them. I, I read the Transformers one because mm-hmm. I had to do that right away. And there is some <laughs> there is some great stuff going on there. Like early on, some like army general is looking at Spike and just like pointing at his yellow boots. He's just like, "You are an idiot, son." Just like, "Where did you? Why are you wearing these things?" And, and Spike's like, "I work on an oil rig." He's like, "We're in the middle of the country. There's no oil rigs around here. Why are you dressed like this?" And then later, there's an instance where um, he's surrounded by Martians, but in a puddle of water, and one of the Transformers like shoots the puddle mm-hmm. and electrifies all the Martians or something. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, he survives be- or it's a bunch of like ants or something and he survives because he's wearing his the rubber boots, boots. Wow. and then there's a Martian that looks at his boots for some reason is just like I like your style or something because they're both wearing yellow boots so they make all the necessary connections that's it, uh, wow yeah it's really fun I like Astro is, is like hanging out you know and they're like all the Transformers are like what? we always were confused about why Astro looked like that and then they look at the Martian like saucers and like oh his alt form <laughs> makes total sense now so wow, why is it that this is the one medium where everything we've ever wanted to see happen can officially happen yeah right I think it's, it's because the, the suits can't meddle as much like all you got or that there's not as much money well, the, line. well yeah the, well the production line is just um, one, a writer an artist and an inker and the, it's like seven people at most yeah and so, and it just gets done. Like, yeah, it, mm-hmm. yeah. It, to make something like that into even like a TV car special, like a mm-hmm. cartoon, would take so many like signatures. And, and I, I am an, imagining like a ska show of lawyers. Yeah, just skanking in the front row, mm-hmm. <laughs> just getting ready. Oh, it sucks. Uh, that's funny. Uh, that I'm glad you mentioned Popeye though, because I was reading the first <laughs> volume of IDW's Popeye. I picked it up. Books. I picked it up. It's actually really good because it uh, it starts with a um, an intro written by the writer who explains what how he how he approached the book and it's all about how he said like you know Popeye there's there's at least three types of Popeye everybody knows there's the cartoon Popeye who has the exact same adventure every time basically who gets bullied by Bluto eats a spinach and then beats Bluto to death. It's like just like to where he's hanging on the clothesline. Well, there were some, I've seen more than a few where Popeye punches someone and they go underground. They do, and, and, the, tombstone and, and the tombstone pops up. Pops it's up. like Bruce Willis in Sin City just beating yes. Yellow Bastard's yes. head yes. into the Popeye floor rips off his yeah. genitalia so he can't bother <laughs> Olive Oil again. Played by Jessica Alba. Uh, I take away his weapon twice. No, I can't. I, all I can think of is Shelley Duvall. Oh, gross. Okay, but anyway, uh, he says there's that, and then there was the original uh, comic strip Popeye who was an ugly idiot yes. who, who, My who was Popeye. just invincible. And mm-hmm. then there was the... Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, and then, well, and then he said the last one was the more kid-friendly comic book Popeye who went on adventure. Who raised children and drove a boat. Yeah, yeah. And so he said he wanted to bring all them together, mm-hmm. but the backbone of it was going to be original and... Ang- stupid invincible Popeye he said like Popeye will be eating spinach all the time that's not what that gives him his power because he constantly eats it Uh. but but, uh, it's just a really fun like old school joke thing like Mm -hmm. just a bunch of silly jokes on a page it's pretty bizarre to look at like when you see it like Mm -hmm. someone drew this the other day yeah Yeah. they they asked the guys to draw it old school style and it also really makes me I didn't read it but Mm -hmm. I didn't read it when it came out but this guy wrote the very acclaimed Muppet comics and Fraggle Rock comics yeah. that came out a no, couple great. years ago. Really? I have, a, I, have a, I, have a I have an autographed book from him. Oh, Robert. I, you'd think I'd learn his name. Robbie, yeah, uh, you should. That was very out. nice. I talked to him for a while. But yeah, the, but anyway, the Popeye book is a lot of fun. I, especially because most of the, the stories just start with like Popeye being told, like, well, don't beat up that person. It'll make Olive Oil upset. And then Olive Oil eventually goes like, Come on, Pop! I beat him up. He's like, "All right, punch." Oh, she's a total enabler, kind yes. of. Yeah. Popeye. Well, because Popeye just is a—they make him like a good-hearted idiot. Like, there's mm-hmm. a part where 
Someone wants to like get his boat to go to an island and capture an animal. To go to an island, yeah, and he's like, "Go to an island for anybody." I don't. Well, no, he says, "I don't want to put no dumb animal in a cage. They ought to be free." They ought to be free. I'm not being very observing, but it's it's. I'm sorry. This is great. Can we just do? We should just do a radio show. This is radio. Except it's nobody the radio of the future. Oh yeah, nobody listens to the radio now. No. And Speaking of awesome things that only can be done in comic books, apparently, mm-hmm. is Archie's Mega Man and Sonic crossover. Yeah, yeah. You've been you've been reading. I haven't been. I read the first four issues of Mega Man, and I I liked it. But, I uh, am so head over heels with it. How? Yes, I'm biased, but uh, how yeah. how well that comic? It's so faithful. The, the the first I only read the first volume, first and second volume, but like. That's pretty much the right boss order, too. Yeah, yeah. They they, they hit every note so well. Um, like, uh, for example, you know, they'll just be like, he'll he'll fight Metal Man, and he'll do he'll do like his boss rush or whatever, and he'll fight Metal Man, and he he now knows all the weaknesses, and like he gets Metal Man's power, mm-hmm. and he says to himself, like, I wish I would have. Now I know if I could have done this again, I would have fought Metal Man first. And it's just <laughs> yes. like it's little things like that, or uh, explaining, um, you know. Dr. Light is installing Mega Man's slide move, and he's out of commission for a while, and so Roll gets to have an adventure or something. And, and they, they're talking about the slide move, and he's just like, yeah, it's, uh, I don't understand. It's not functioning in modes 9 and 10, but uh, yeah. It's, wow. And so there's all these little inside like gems, that. in addition to seeing like the like, uh, more ins- like We always knew that Dr. Light and Dr. Wily were former partners. Mm-hmm. Dr. Wily weaponized the first batch of Robot Masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you get to actually see like flashbacks where it like, fleshes out both uh, Wily and, and Light. And I'm going to show mm. you, you guys, I'll, I'll describe it. Um, but the- robots were originally meant for peace and <laughs> That's very. You'll see like Dr. Wily, oh. but he'll only have <laughs> one of his hair, like bat wings, and it's supposed <laughs> to be a ponytail. So you have like uh. 1960s like hippie Wily. Uh, oh, that's awesome! Which is which is fantastic, and he's smiling and stuff, and you get to see him interacting with Light, who is slightly less beard and is slightly uh, a little bit skinnier, and um, it's just yeah, they they even like fill in like there's a whole arc that's dedicated to Oil Man and Time Man, who you only <laughs> know if you play Powered, powered Up, up. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah. and they 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 flesh them out really well. I saw, I saw that on one of the covers. I have not got there yet, but, but yeah, they're 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 for the remake of the first game. Yeah. There were the two bosses mm-hmm. added. In Where the, do they fit into the universe? Nobody knows. They were cut from, like, weren't they originally supposed to be in, like, the original Mega Man or something? Or, Ooh. I don't know. But anyway, so Oil Man originally had some sort of, like, he almost, like, he had, it's kind of like a blackface thing going on. Like, yeah. A, like, yeah. like the, the Kirby, like what Kirby fell into. And so they just put a scarf over his, his mouth and it's all good. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But uh, you just have to chalk that up in Japan. Yes, yeah. The, the, Japan minstrel is hilarious. But they're uh, they're building up to a Sonic Mega Man crossover, yeah. right? Yeah, they are. So I read a ton of the Sonic comics when I was a kid. Like yeah. I remember being on family vacation and seeing like issue zero on a rack. And I never looked at comics. Oh so. yeah, I remember the same thing happened. Well, I was looking through the comic rack. Like we were on like a family trip or something, or we. Are we, we brothers? Just... <laughs> Is that what we were finding? Well, out we had like stopped at a at a gas station just to get gas. I'm just going through the rack, like, all right, what new comics are here? And then there it is, like Sonic. Maybe it was issue one, not zero, but it was one had like just a big Robotnik on it, and he was like looking at like a crystal bar ball or something. Yeah, or yeah. Then I think it was zero because that's like a white cover, and they're like surrounded by yeah. And I mean, but anyway, yeah, I I had the same thing. I 
I read like the first twelve. It was it, got, it was a little silly, but I mean the comment the the games weren't you know for like super grown up anyway. No, but no, the, they started those the Sonic comics started pretty faithful. Uh, yeah. And then it started like you know. Well, didn't they get to define some of the canon for the actual character? Other than that first issue where he, we find out Sonic was a brown hedgehog, who was turned super powered by an exploding treadmill. I don't. Or you already, like... I honestly, I, it's been so long. <laughs> I'm sorry. I literally haven't read any of those since. And I, I read the first issue like in the, within the last three years. Okay, it's, it's hysterical. I, I haven't read it since I was like eight. So um, uh, yeah, I'm looking at like because I was. We put, I put I have a gallery up on uh, uh, Capcom Unity where you mm-hmm. can see all the covers and the variants and like, I'm like oh my god Sonic the Mega Mans are on like 25 issue yeah. 25 the Sonics are issue 250 yeah because they never stopped from back yeah. then yeah. like they've been going for like over a decade that's ten or, times or is it what? almost two decades yeah and uh, that's well, honestly that's where like I feel the hard I've had to go back to try to read some of it because I feel like I owe it to like 12 year old me if 12 year old <laughs> me knew that Sonic and Mega Man was yes. crossing over. I would kick that twelve-year-old me would kick current me uh, in in the ass if I if I didn't like prep myself. And so I went back to the the, the Sonic reboot mm-hmm. Genesis and thinking it was going to be like okay they're rebooting it and it's about as much of a reboot as any comic book because they don't get rid of characters that have yeah. been there for two hundred issues. You know they don't go back to the core like game characters still mm-hmm. still like Princess Sally and Antoine and, and Rooter and stuff and yeah. uh, and uh, what is it. Oh, what's the well, the cyborg bunny bunny, girl bunny ro, ro, rat, robot vector the crocodile rat. is he easy around I think he's in there they're all hanging out <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> yeah it has its own universe of stuff and I think to like uh, a whole generation of American Sonic fans like the they're more committed to the comics than the games at this point. And honestly, I think that's probably where the higher quality is overall. But um, yeah. there's there's the uh, Sonic. The Hedgehog comics, mm-hmm. and then there's Sonic Universe, which yes. apparently is part of the crossover. Yeah, Mega, they're all part of the, mm-hmm. the Mega Man Sonic crossover, which is confusing to me because Sonic, I don't understand where the brand split like that, and mm-hmm. I haven't really done the dive to figure out like where these these are different, um, yeah. and and how and like what's so different about Sonic the Hedgehog universe and Sonic uni- Universe universe that uh, we needed to cross over with both of them. Like I'm so and like is it the same? I don't even know if it's the same issues. Like, like if you're yeah. going to read the same issues, or you're going to read the same story from different perspectives. Well, it's also well, one. St- Amy's in a coma, and it takes place only in her head. It was supposed to be a joke. Uh, that's not uh, really. Not I totally true. bought wow, that. All right. That no, great. honestly. Can Why I had a, that, myself out with the Spider-Man challenge? It reminds me of a recent conversation I had with someone where I I wrote an article that was uh, for the game website I work for, Game Jarrett, that was like a parody. Of Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. and and then the, the guy who was proofreading it hadn't really played Metal Gear past Metal Gear Solid One, so and, and then he was like, "Well, what a silly joke!" An arm taking over his brain. I mean, that's almost too much. I was like, "No, that was a that's, plot point. that's that a kind of a major key. plot." Not a Henry point. original. Yeah. He's like, "All right, but what about this thing about like computers running the president?" Like, yeah, the computers. That might have happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, anyway, I, I do want to say that the. Um, I don't know what issue it is, but because Archie's been releasing the covers for these issues, yeah. which are a ways off, and um, they look really some of them like the 16-bit art. The variant um, for shit, what issue is it? Um, it's for part seven of the the crossover, but the 16-bit variant I think is the first time I've seen official uh, official Sprites. sprite art used on a comic book. Yeah. And I can't verify that Sonic's using official uh, 
art, but I can verify that that is official mm-hmm. Mega Man art. Level Rang Mega Man Seven, I'm guessing. Yeah, a lot from from okay. the. Okay, it looks like it's it's Mega Man number twenty six and Sonic uh, number two forty nine. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and you got one where it's like eight, like a sixteen bit Sonic facing off against base uh, with like Proto Man standing in the background, yes. and then Tails swooping in with the. Yeah. Uh, what did, hold on a second! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! Don't tell me the oh, name! Oh, oh, oh. The name of Tails' plane. I know this thing. Do you really oh, know it? Oh man! Do you really know I, it? Honestly, I'm going to is... Google it because I did not know oh, it had a name. It. I'm going to challenge you. Um, what would you it do? Like if... the spirit, oh. spirit? No, that's dumb. Um, <laughs> it's like red B, B something or another wind. Uh, yeah. There was a whole game with that, right? Uh, I don't. Yeah, oh. I mean, there was a mini game in like I think it was. One of the Game Gear ones. Yeah. You would fly that yeah. thing. Uh, damn it. I'm kicking myself now. But it, it's such no a weird, one's going to hold this against you. It's such a weird way to publish it, though. I figured they were going to do it as its own, like, limited series. Like, mm. as its own, just the mess. Ah, man, got to move to miss you. Yeah, I guess so. Chris, but, what's the name of it? I, I actually can't, can't find, find it. I'll look it up. Uh, the other cover is really cool, too. It's got, like, Mega Man riding Rush facing off against mm-hmm. Metal Sonic, Metal which Sonic. is super appropriate. Yeah. And something that I didn't even think of for, for a crossover. It's a vendetta there. Yeah. Well, I also like it that because you. I never, I never expected those two to ever cross over because they just lived in such separate worlds to me. Like there was, they're both a, blue, Henry. Yeah, that's true. But, but I mean, there was like maybe sort of two Mega Man games on the Genesis. Mm-hmm. But was, Mega Man was such a Nintendo focused series, and that in the that's Sonic heyday, it's just why it's uh, it's so neat to see them together now. And something Sonic you, and Mario are gonna be pals. He's got to fight somebody. That's true. But now, like, Sonic is you, it's something you couldn't see in a game or it would be such a labor to see. You were saying what you owe the 12-year-old version of yourself. And I owe it to the 12-year-old version of myself not to root for Sonic to kick the shit out of... Or not to, to Mega Man to kick the shit out of Sonic. Okay. I shouldn't do that, but that's exactly what I want to see happen. I feel like... Uh, who so wait, you want Mega Man to win? Yeah! Yeah, okay. Got it. I mean, that's, that's barely even the, the... I was raised, or I was... I grew up loving Sonic, and Sonic was oh, me too. for me. And I, I honestly think, objectively, now Mega Man is the superior, yeah, yeah. superior fighter. Lap. Yeah, it is so well. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know Sonic's got the speed on him, and his quills seem to do pretty good at destroying robots. Gotta, That's true. They've worked well in the past. Yeah, but then again, who knows what? Yeah, Ma- Mega just, Man's made out of sterner. Yeah, stuff. there's like a half a boy under there. They're not a fluffy what? white rabbit. Oh wait, he's not. I know he's all robot. He's I just, know he looks like a boy. No, no, he's he's a boy. He's all robot. He's got mood swings. He's real to me, man. He's a real. He's a well-made robot. It's still real to me, damn it. Um, I'm clowning. <laughs> I just like throwing out. I like throwing out Mega Man. But you were doing it already with bass. I'll crush you. I, I ruled this. Uh, yeah. What yeah. a great bass. Bass. I do love bass. Mega Man. man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh. Let's see. All right. Well, let's. You said you had some news. You want? I have to tons of news, but how, well, how we should probably take a little break, and then on the other side of the break, we'll talk about the news, mm-hmm. and uh, then the question of the week from last week, and this week's question of the week. Awesome. He needs me. 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 Hey everybody, thanks again for listening to Cape Crisis, the bestest comic book graphic novel podcast around. Uh, just to remind you though, if you're a fan of this and you want to help us out and keep the keep the show free and the wheels in motion, there's a lot of ways you can help us. One, on the lasertimepodcast.com website, on the left side of the page you're going to see a PayPal button. You can donate through PayPal to help keep the show going. 
There's also a t-shirt store. You can buy Laser Time t-shirts there. Send a little money our way. Or if you'd like to support us in a way that costs you nothing extra, on the right side of the page, there's links to Amazon. You buy anything through those links on Amazon. Not just the items there, but those are good suggestions. And a little bit of money comes to Laser Time Podcast, and that helps keep everything going. Also, if you listen to this on iTunes, be please, please, please be uh, subscribing to the show and uh, be sure to review it. Reviews really help us out and move us up in the ranks. So uh, it helps a lot with the visibility. So if you've yet to re- review us, please do. Uh, and now, lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner pick of the week for a comic to read. Uh, this week's is the IDW Popeye book. I mentioned it earlier, but I'm a big, big fan of it. It's a great all-ages book that totally gets why Popeye is awesome. I know it's silly to talk about why Popeye is cool, but it, it seriously is like an old school of old school of the highest story, like 1930s old school, fun, fun book starring Popeye and Wimpy and Olive Oil, Bluto, all those characters. Exactly. So, uh, so if you want to get that book and help support us, it's on the page for this episode on lasertimepodcast.com or capecrisis.com. You can buy the link, buy it through the link on Amazon. Again, really helps us out. So back to the rest of the show. And we're back. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And we're back to Cape Christ episode 45 with guest Mm. Tim Turry and co host Chris Antista. Hi. I, you know, we don't do that on your, the other podcast, like re-identify everybody. So I think I'm going to start it's doing because that there now. wasn't a commercial break and no one got out of their cars. I know, but do that, you know? maybe that some. May, I listen to podcasts on the on the train a lot, and I like pause. I when they get to stopping points, sometimes mm-hmm. I do stop them. So. The song bringing us in was Britney Spears' "Toxic." Thank you very much. Mm. Do you listen to podcasts much, Tim? Yeah, I, I try to listen to as many as I can. I listen to um, like a lot of. Uh, Video game focused oh. music podcasts, including oh. VG Empire hey. and like uh, the Legacy Music Hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to a lot of like Comedy Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Love um, that show. Yeah, really good stuff. Um, well, yeah, you guys had, uh, I can't remember if you were on that episode. You, on Game Informers, uh, you oh, had a yeah. video with James Adomian playing. Yeah, Darkwing we were on Duck. that. Yeah, and. Dude, he knows he so knows, much about Dark Wing. I insane. love that guy. insane. Yeah, yeah, we had him by. I was, I was lucky enough to sit in on that, but. Uh, he was just nuts, and then we played through some uh, Predator, and he did yeah. his Jesse Ventura. Oh, uh, which it was is great! Just second to none. God. It was great. I was so happy about that. I, well, I, I've I, heard him on the podcast like mention things like Launchpad McQuack or knowing exactly what Decepticons were. I was like, knew, well, "This is weird. You're you're a geek." Like, he's got a whole way bit. above average amount of uh, Darkwing Duck. That you, much I know. I recommend checking out. I think it's called uh, Low Hanging Fruit. Is the name of his yes. uh, most recent album. He's got like. You know, oh. his, his good bit about, like, uh, you know, how all the Decepticons are gay and stuff. And, like, <laughs> and, and it's just... And having just recently watched G1, like, yeah. all of it, and capping it you off... Gotta, you gotta find a motivation movie. for those people. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. By and those just, like, people, I mean Decepticons. And, and the, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Chris. You see, like, the contortions and, like, you know, the episode will end where it's, like... One robot almost died, and just like oh, I don't actually hate you. And then they start wrestling each other in like the most awkward ways. And Soundwave and, and Megatron are definitely together. They're very what? good friends. We've combined to create a new toy. <laughs> well, Soundwave. Uh, wait, 
No, who was the... I'm so embarrassed, I don't remember. But the one God. who lives on Cybertron. That, You're thinking uh, Shockwave. Shockwave. <laughs> I thought him and Megatron were pretty good pals, too. They are, but a long-distance thing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I always, I'm embarrassed to say I always get Shockwave and Soundwave, like, screwed up. How like, is that? That's ridiculous. I know exactly who, sound, who they are. Like, I could draw a picture of them, but... For some reason, I'm afraid to say Soundwave, and like, there's always a, yeah, a little bit of hesitation. Um, yeah, a little bit of hesitation. Why? I also remember on the first, the, there's a moment I, I only watched the the like two two parter, three parter that started the series recently. Okay, because uh, I think that was on some. It was a extra on some recent Transformers video game. What struck me was just. How obvious Starscream was at his plans to overthrow Megatron! It, like it never lets up. Megatron either. is right in front of me, and he's like, "Yes, Megatron, that sounds great." And then I can overthrow you. Yes, and, and then Megatron like, like hears it, and he continually lets him back into the fold. Yeah. And the other beauty of the thing is that Megatron can't fire himself when he turns into a gun, <laughs> and like yes. like fifty percent of the time, yes. he ends up in a miniature version of himself in Starscream's hands, yeah, right. who somehow has like the master like monk restraint to not break his master over his knees. Yeah. Especially when he's got to diddle him right in his middle area oh, in yeah. tiny he's, little dick-like thing. Right in there. Oh, you yeah. really got to trust somebody that to let him fire you like that. Definitely Megatron's game. Yeah, yes. I felt like they implied in the movie, at least, that like Megatron turns into the gun and he's a more powerful laser than a standard laser. Because his, yeah. his gun just killed, like, one-shotted uh, different Autobots in, yes. the, in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that scene it, is so awesome. That was just like, oh, this is going to get real. Yeah, that was a really crazy way to cap off that sprint through the original series. Which <laughs> I will say, I think my favorite episode of all of it was, uh, I think it was a Decepticon Raider in King Arthur's Court. If you're going to go back and watch <laughs> one, you're going to watch that one. Because you go, and it's just like, first the princess sees these Autobots back in time. And, uh, and they're like, oh, these knights are wearing such strange armor. They're gigantic. <laughs> and they're like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we're totally ro- like, we're totally knights and stuff. And like, she's like, oh, we're being attacked. And like, it sounds like Starscream. You better help these people. And then without missing a beat, one of them turns into a truck. And she just gets in it with Spike and they drive off. So I understand if you thought that they were giant knights for a minute. But you've never seen a goddamn truck lady yeah now you're in one she accepts that too easily no. i need to watch this i you see yeah i've i definitely watched it a ton as a kid but i barely remember on myself but i i do remember the first dinobots episode the, the when when uh, they all challenge optimus for, mm. for the throne of the lead of autobots that's great there's a there's a great quote in there where it's just like hmm dinosaur <laughs> robots might be useful somewhere Dinosaur, ro- yeah, dinosaur robots might be useful. And the whole core, so. the core, whole core concept of the Dinobots, where they're like, they all the Autobots are walking through the museum yeah, with Spike, right. like they're just showing, like, hey, let's show the Autobots our Earth history. And they're like, these dinosaurs are pretty badass. We should make some of these, but we need to be very faithful and make their brains as small as possible so uh, we can't control them. Yes, yeah, so I want them obedient, but I also want them hilarious. <laughs> what did you, oh, the- and they just pretty much open up a door, and there's dinosaur bones next to the Ark. Like that's pretty. <laughs> Much, there's That's like, oh, right. great, there's a whole bunch of bones. Uh, I'm surprised by how many Transformer sound effects I have on the computer. That's a good surprise. Yeah. All right, you, Wait. okay, Chris. Newsishness? You said you had news. I do. I wrote down a bunch of news just because I was bored on the train. Um, okay. Oh, I did the comicsology. You say you were reading more digital comics. Yeah. I'm like primarily digital at this point. Okay. Um, just a little rough to get into $4 an issue for new issues. I, I've had to find myself being more selective yeah. once I've watched my bank account dwindle for buying... Is Archie just uh, Archie cheaper Archie is far... Overall? Well, they're more fair. Dude, I did you see that they that. released a, a thousand-page digest mm-hmm. of Archie for $15? 
Yeah, a one thousand page. Now Archie, Archie's a lot more. Well, I've talked about it before on this podcast. They, uh, they did. I think it was a digital only edition, but it was, uh, it was a collection of like twenty different video game yes. based storylines no, they that, had done, and it was like five dollars. Like, no, oh, you should two. definitely get it. It's great. It is so is it, fun. It's you're, you're talking to Archie funny. proper, not the, Archie proper, yeah. like Archie oh, and, and it was like, stay at a Riverdale. It was like through the ages, like the first one they ever did, it was like a 1979 comic where they're like, uh, an arcade machine is in there, and then you can see like the tech grow with their with their story. Betty and Veronica awesome. develop a PlayStation game, and you pointed this out that like everything drawn is actually more accurate than like any other video game system. <laughs> yeah. Really, you'll ever yeah, like they actually like that's the right. Well, what the, their parody is the right system. That's my, the right controller. I have a coworker wow. who's obsessed with like the just terrible misrepresentation of video games in like yes. popular culture. He went uh-huh. and like combed through. Uh, <laughs> There's you know like a busy town you know like like yes, Richard Scarry's busy, busy town oh yes he went and combed through an episode of that where one of the main characters just gets obsessed with the game and like the game's ridiculous and like the handheld is just terrible but anytime you see the screen <laughs> it is just a rabbit dressed in overalls holding a tambourine like that is it <laughs> they never they never talk about the gameplay it's just like he gets terribly addicted he's to using it using a controller that looks like a Nintendo 64 controller but with one big doomsday button yes, in the middle yes. and he just keeps it's firing incredible and he also comes through a uh, Arthur episode where wow. like him and him and his buddy uh, like yeah, you know, I, that's on YouTube. I've seen that. Oh one. man, yeah. that one's incredible. Or, or just like anytime you see someone like holding a Game Boy, like mm-hmm. it'll be like a kid playing a Game Boy on an airplane. And it won't have a cartridge in it. It'll be like playing like Donkey Kong sound effects. Yeah, just, I remember they did one of those Pilgrim's credit when they show like those systems in the movie that the right system that those games are on and the right cartridges yes. inside. Yeah, well they care they they care to that. Yeah, I remember in uh, Jackie Chan's Rumble in the Bronx. A kid gets a Game Gear yes. as a gift. He's playing it with no game in the system. Uh, my my least favorite is Charlie's Angels. Someone crashes through a fucking sliding glass door. Oh yeah, and there's two kids like Drew Barrymore is like naked in the scene, like tapping away. Two kids multiplayer style, and it's Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, like just yeah, button mashing the shit out of it. Two or, of them, or just weird moments like him. Breaking Bad, like just having Jesse like playing Rage that with a light gun so or something. Du- Why or... did they do that? Was a Pro- paid sponsorship, because, yeah, because TV costs money. <laughs> yeah, but like, what, you, you would think it would say, "Please don't point a light gun at our game. We're paying yeah, you to uh, advertise." This. No one can do that ever. Yeah, that's don't right. have it doesn't a, work like. You think that. they'd also not want a meth junkie? And you think their... that that's a shitty metaphor for Jesse's descent? I guess. Yeah. So uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was Rage. It was Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing, mm-hmm. and then I, there was like that big discussion about like Resident Evil Four that the Jesse's friends had. <laughs> there was actually a good chunk of video games. Now Space that has some really good video games. Well, Seriously, like I would consider an entire Resident Evil themed episode. Oh, we got to send you home to Space. You got to. Well, it's on Netflix also. Space. It was the show Dude, that the okay. that that brought together. You've seen Shaun the Dead, right? Oh yeah. So, so this. This was the BBC show. They the, the most of the actors got twelve oh, episodes. Okay, kill it in a weekend. It's awesome. glorious. That's what I love about BBC shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, just done. Some and done. That's what yeah. they call. Uh, you so brought the, up Comicsology. The Comicsology because they had opened up um, these their submit uh, portion of their site where indie publishers oh. can submit graphic novels, cool, and and uh, in, in, in comic works, which they'll mm-hmm. in implement the comic view mm-hmm. and split the profits with you fifty. 50% and then I was like oh wait that sounds like it kind of sucks and then, uh, and then that's, like, and that's like after the iTunes 30% cut oh. then you split 50% oh wow because I've always wanted to like write something mm. and maybe learn to draw 
But no, that's not going to happen. I feel like you'll get fucked more by having to print something. But, that, but that's own. the thing. Like now, it's it is sort of like put up or shut up. And I know everybody has an idea, but if it's like if it's really that special, like mm. now it's out there. You're not mm. waiting for a, and you probably get screwed. As you're right, by you'll get screwed much. every way. Like you, by a publisher, he'll just you get can't you and not get screwed. Or if you self-publish, then no one will ever hear of you because you can't. They'll give you a smaller percentage of a bigger pile of money if you go through a publisher. May Or who knows. Or who knows. If you're an unknown person, first you have to prove yourself to a publisher. Then, as an unknown, you have to hope your project somehow gets seen by enough people and sells yeah. enough. Like, at least you don't, you're not out on publishing costs for, uh, for that. Also, uh, I had mentioned it before on this hmm. thing because it's such a... Uh, it's such a sticky situation, and I didn't want to get into a long liberal bitch fest uh, because oh, so I got cards on. Yeah, because it it turns off our listeners, and I and I and I agree. I don't want to get super. Liberal. I wanted to bring up a different angle to that. Okay, so the story being, oh, Chris, you heard of this Orson Scott Card stuff? The Orson Scott Superman. Card, the the writer of Ender's Game, uh, is now, and I've never seen the area of how of like the extent of his homophobia anti-gay stance I mean I've yeah. heard of that stuff and that's, that's yeah like he wrote Shadow like, Complex, Shadow, yeah, Shadow uh, Complex and he people came up with that people and... were upset at that point but now they were their people are petitioning to get yeah, him so, off Superman it was a oh. so he he was going to write a, a short story in one Superman comic that's an mm-hmm. anthology book and people got really upset with that because they're like he's a big homophobe I don't want him most people were saying like they don't want him writing Superman. He represents the opposite of Superman now, mm-hmm. and and it just seemed. Uh, my feelings on it were well, the, the, I, all this the artists quit. Well, yeah, so the as thing a result finally, of the DC was still blowback. having him back, having his back, but the artists like you know what, I'm, I'm just not gonna. I don't want to be involved in this. Yeah, you brought a lot more too. fire to this story than yeah. I don't uh, want to be more the artist pressure me than I ever so. needed. <laughs> right, and it was a really good artist, Chris Baus, mm-hmm. is the, Chris the Baus. artist who did it. But so. So here's how I feel about it now. Like I definitely 100% disagree with Orson Scott Card sure. and his his feel um, at least his feelings on on gay rights and mm-hmm. marriage and all that. But the, my what I'm worried about is that this just turned into like a witch hunt. Like Thank this guy's you. that it's he's not he's not a politician. Yeah. He can't. It is true that he has supported like anti-gay marriage groups, mm-hmm. but and you don't have to buy his stuff and you don't have to buy that comic. Mm-hmm. But it is it is about you know the the people you who make things don't have to be saints. Yeah, they're like, not, they're, they're not, not all Frank Millers, and it's not going to reflect and, in their and, work. And there's the other element where is if back in time, if people were able to have this sort of reaction to people and have that insight into you know these people's stances, mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of great media that wouldn't have been produced because people caught yeah, wind of how much someone was an asshole. More examples than Woody Allen, like Frank someone, Sinatra someone you, beat his. You know, I mean, someone like, you personally yeah. hate. Yeah, and, I mean, there's plenty of people that I, sucked. I, I just wanted and. To f- I flipped it around, and like obviously I am an obnoxious leftist, and uh, I never, I don't San know Francisco. what the fuck uh, Mr. Scott Card has ever said, uh-huh. uh, but yes, I'm against, I'm against it. But um, it reminds me of Janine Garofalo a couple of years ago, where mm-hmm. conservatives basically destroyed her career, yeah, based on not agreeing with her values. That wasn't, and I'm like, this is unnecessary. Why yeah. did you have to? Do, why, why did you have to do that? Like, what do you know? She was going to be a, on a sitcom on ABC. Do you think it was going to be that leftist? And yeah. you destroyed this woman's career, followed her around, and pestered her. And so, on the opposite side, 
this is kind of the treatment this guy is getting. I don't know if his, those values are reflected in his work. Yeah, I honestly don't. Well, and there were well, there was the thing like people who've read like Ender's Game is famous, but like it was really enjoyed by a lot of lefty leftist people who felt it was a great like anti-war book and mm-hmm. and and uh, pacifist. Book. Read read a, a Superman comic and hold on to your own values. Yeah, like, it's, it's, you can yeah. separate those things at a certain. Point. I felt like yeah, it just it it's a it. I hate the term slippery slope, but. Mm-hmm. When that's you're a race, can't <laughs> you hang. Anyway, not that, that, but it is. It's dangerous when you go like, well, we shouldn't employ. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's and when it's liberal people saying it, like, don't hire this guy because yeah. he's so homophobic. Well, like, I wouldn't want. I don't like it when you guys other, threaten not to listen because of my values. Yeah, I, 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 let alone like protesting me because of my values. And not that there is. I don't even know if you can consider Scott Card's values radical. Yeah. Now, if I were an editor at DC, would I have hired him to write a Superman comic? Personally, I would have said, no, you're not really... Yeah, that's another, like, Not being familiar with his work. All yeah. I know about him is that he's a, a raging homophobic, apparently. But, uh, he's complicated. He's, he's complicated. But like, that means his work is so strong, he gets hired anyway by people yeah. who don't agree with him. Yeah. Is that, is that the case? Well, now at this point, he's just not. Like, I think... Well, like with the Shadow Complex thing... I think they he well that, that's one other part to it. He was going to co-write that. Mm-hmm. Like I think also it was a case of him coasting on his name and collecting a paycheck of saying like, "Well, I'll write a Superman story," and he'll just give an idea to some guy who writes the rest of it. Like that's the case with Shadow Complex. Mm-hmm. He he was credited as the writer of Shadow Complex or a, as a writer of it. So he wrote down a piece but of the, paper, the, be like Super Metroid. And he created the unit. No, he created the universe. They put it in. Uh, but the person which was wrote, a good universe. Yeah, like, it was a good universe. But the, but the script was written by Peter David, who mm-hmm. is actually a super leftist comic book writer. And even mm-hmm. and even Peter David like said at the time when he heard about the people saying to boycott Shadow Complex, he was like, "Hey, I don't. I'm not voting for Orson Scott Card, and I don't agree with his stuff either. But this is." We're just doing fiction here. Like, let's. They're not mutually. Yeah. Uh, they're not the same thing. I, I, I know it's hard to separate those things in, in their head. And like, something about this feels like, well, this isn't entirely right. Yeah. Uh, I don't agree with this guy at all, but, right. like, there's something that, that seems a little icky. If he writes a good story, then that should be separate. From he he it, might but. still be a decent storyteller. And then if. if the thing I think is vile about his personality uh-huh. isn't reflecting his work, then yeah, I probably would dig it. You know, you just got to separate things with artists at a certain point. If I had known mm-hmm. as much as people know about Metallica now when I was <laughs> when I was younger, uh, I would have never wanted to get into them. You know, yeah. if, if you knew that Bruce Willis was kind of a dick in real life, you know, would you like Die Hard as much? Just you have to ignore it at a certain point, I think, in order to stay sane and enjoy these things that yeah. are there Would I be watch enjoyed. The Running Man every day if I knew that guy would be the governor of my state? No, probably, probably not. Actually, or the yeah. or the Jesse Ventura is like a crazy conspiracy there. Yeah, like, but it and also was the governor of our state. And oh, better, right. and better yeah. Superman news. I did not know about Superman Unchained. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the written new by, book Scott by, Snyder, by Scott Snyder, drawn by Jim yeah. Lee, and coming out to coincide with Man of Steel this yeah. summer. That sounds pretty awesome. Wonderful. Super happy. Because I haven't read a Superman book in a long time. Yeah. I've not been able to get into them. They're usually hard to get into. I'm curious what they're going to do with the movie. How, how much they're going to get into Also, did you see the new uh, Iron Man 3 trailer? Did I, Hank? I'm Tony Stark. <laughs> I build neat stuff. I got a great girl. And occasionally, save the world. So do I. 
can't I sleep? I, <laughs> He's got PTSD. I from from the Avengers movie. Yeah. He yeah. made a lot of money on that. Wait, I'm not, in I'm, a, again, I'm not separating the artist from the art. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why Why should we li- see him in a movie? He's a drug addict. Well, the only thing I don't like is because is I think Shane Black came out and said the last trailer came out. I was like, man, that was fucking dour. I apologize. I swear to God, the movie isn't that much of a bummer. <laughs> and this trailer is so much of a bummer. Let's, let's have a bummer. I don't... Who, I, like, I'm not against that. Yeah, well, yeah. But me, well, not against it, but... That isn't what was fun about those movies. Is that I didn't think two was all that fun. Like that's, that's, that's still, the one where I he gets like weirdly drunk and dances. Yeah, and, and he yeah. dances in the costume. Yeah. It wasn't that great. Do I have Do I have Mandarin here? His voice is so weird. I can't. Mister Stark. Today is the first day of what's left of your life. I That's don't, a weird accent. It is very weird in that he's called the Mandarin by a politician. So oh. that's not like his... Uh, uh, what's, what, what superhero am I thinking of where they never say they're... I mean, even in like the X-Men movies, they like play, they don't call each other by their yeah. comic book names. That's but true. they just went... And I figured they'd avoid that, especially in the case of the Mandarin. Right. But I guess if you're going to hire... I don't know what ethnicity Ben Kingsley is, but I, I know he can I, play any of them. I believe he is an, of Indian descent. Is that's, he? Well, I don't think you'd get to play Gandhi if you like weren't. Feather or not? In, he's he's English. He he's an English uh, Indian descent, I believe. I see. But uh, he, I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't think they'd hire a non-Indian person to play. But it, play it did have uh, my favorite line from the trailer. I'm sure many of you share the sentiment. I'm not afraid of you. No politics here. Just good old-fashioned revenge. That seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. Because Tony Stark doesn't really have to answer to anybody. Yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't have a whole lot of personal morality guiding what he does. Well, that was the best scene in... I think that was the best scene in 2 where he goes like, uh, I got all this awesome stuff and you want it, but you can't have it, guys. But, but that's cool. I already it. privatized peace. <laughs> <laughs> that was such and a Gary cool Thank you very much, Mr. Stark. <laughs> uh, very good Shanley. Uh, Shanley's face. We, post, we posted the trailer up. It's up on Laser Time if you want to take a look. And uh, I'd see that... Ark Knight 256 is getting a Heath Ledger uh, Riddler vibe off of Mandarin uh, during that mm. VO. I feel like everybody wants to be Heath Ledger now. Like well, I thing. do think he, cha- he, he changed. He almost went back to Batman and Robin. Villain. Well, to the Batman movies where it's like, you guys can go and act in all these great, go be in your terms of endearment and all that stuff. And then you can come here and have a shitload of fun yeah. with a character you'd never be able to play otherwise. Yeah. And Heath Ledger brought that back. And mm. that's kind of exciting, except that like, there's a line early in the trailer. I, I can't place it. If any, anybody can tell me who I... My brain seems to think Ben Kingsley sounds like, I swear to God, I'll give you a $20 Amazon gift card. Okay. I, I, it's it's that much... Oh, man. It's it's Sonic controller down, teetering over... Oh, where is it? I, um, it's oh, wait, what there. is the name oh, of that plane? You just referenced Sonic's idle animation yeah, as when I he did. looks at you and puts his hands on That's his hips what, and like my brain. Toe? It's like right there. And then, nice. Wait, what's the name of that plane? Oh, it's it? the tornado. It's tornado. <laughs> yes. oh. T- tails miles per hour the flies the tornado. Tornado. That's not the right one. Oh, I, I, I tipped my hand. Uh, there was another trailer that came out. And I know we're not supposed to talk about video games, but um, <laughs> but but uh, oh, TMNT. Well, yeah, that that happened as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have some more TMNT news in a sec. This uh, this game. I see oh. you looking at me like, where do I know him from? Let us help you out. 
Marvel anti-hero. So yeah, kind of a big deal. In fact, Marvel hired the best editors in the world to create an expensive-ass trailer for my new game. But we took all their money and made our own trailer. Booyah! You start with we. If you can't tell, that's, that's him doing Nolan North. both of his port. But that's Nolan North. I didn't know he was doing the personalities as well. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize that the first time. So there, there are technically three characters, and they're all voiced by Nolan North, and all taking place within Deadpool's mm. brain. That's about on par with the rest of the uh, video game voiceovers of all. You might as well just know, do all the characters just, in the game. I mean, but there's just, it's becoming like Nolan North is like a way for me to describe voiceover. Know, I'm think, not exactly happy. I with. think Troy Baker's going to overtake Nolan North this year as the voice of games. I know, it's not that I, I love Nolan North. I just he's the best. I didn't. I. Don't like this Deadpool's voice. I like that Deadpool. It, it sounds like my dad doing an impression. You know, of I honestly think that the the voice will be fine with me as long as the, the writing pulls through. Like it's, yeah, it I think that like write, I think that writing is going to be hard to pull off. Well, uh, I uh, off the okay. page. I have a lot of faith in High Moon Studios, though. Like they. They uh, like their Transformers games. Were they were they tens? No, but no, they, they were tons of fun, and the, they I, totally had respect. I for think the, the game is going to be perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. It's it just it, like we will have to sit with this character the whole time. There's a lot of cool stuff in the trailer too, because he's definitely breaking the fourth wall and yelling mm. at the camera and and the player, and that's perfect. And cables for that. in it. And cables in it. Cable is cool as hell. Cables. I started reading. I did what you've been reading. I was. I started rereading Cable and Deadpool because mm. uh, that is just joyous. Speaking of, uh, this is a little. I I don't know if this is this, this if this fits, but I read uh, Dead Space uh, Liberation. Is that the one, or, or is it? I think that's it. Oh no, was it one of the first comics? No, the, Salvage. Salvage is one of the Salvage. really early ones. That then, one was the only one I read, and I thought it kind of sucked. I thought it kind of sucked too. I read it yeah. recently, and like the it's definitely um, they're going for like. It, especially it's style over substance like, yeah, okay. and you can tell so much time goes into trying to like make these photo real characters and they have to reuse that asset like four or five well, times yeah. you can't even tell who's talking because they don't have speech bubbles they have like these faint little lines trying to trace them to the character that's set up well, didn't you tweet a typo for, that you found in yeah, that too like, I, saw, just... I found a few of them and Ugh. I would I would say overall, unless you like you were in love with Dead Space Three and really want to know what happened to Carver beforehand, like uh-huh. like the the newest one, which I I'm pretty darn sure is, is Liberation, um, was was pretty solid um, and better than the original, but both of those were pretty disappointing because I could tell they wanted to have they wanted like a grittier um, out there art style to kind of fit with the game, yeah, um, but uh, it just didn't uh, it didn't work. Eh. It's, it's, that's why uh, you got to check out the Chronicles of Virgil, the DMC tie-in comic set to coincide with the Chris. Virgil's downfall. Dia, <laughs> see what? But I'm always on the clock. Uh, I should play that Virgil's downfall. Oh, it's DLC. it's so fucking rad. I well, love you, that game. Yeah. Oh, I need I, to, I need to clarify. I'm sorry. The first Dead Space comic is just like what happened on the Ishimura and the Colony before beforehand. That. Totally different art style. It was actually kind. It was it wasn't. Um, it wasn't as like photoreal and gritty as Salvage, which was the second one. Salvage, okay. I thought, was pretty rough. Yeah, um, Salvage was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Sorry to interrupt the, the, one no, the, I, I, uh, no. the DMC stuff. I'm going to interrupt no. again because I forgot. Like, uh, Who do I always say should play Deadpool, voice Deadpool? Uh, Charlie Day? Bobcat Goldthwait. Char- That's pretty good, too. Okay. I feel like he two- was probably written to be Bobcat Goldthwait at one point in time. Charlie Day. I want him played by Charlie Day from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. And I finally got... This to me is Deadpool character right. talking to Deadpool. 
want me to do? I don't care. Yeah, get a job. Oh, get a job? Yeah. Just get a job? Why don't I strap on my job helmet and squeeze down into a job cannon and fire off at the <laughs> job land? We're... <laughs> that that to me sounds uh, that's like a, a, a character that can be calm and then immediately explode in a way that's kind of cute but really scary at the yes. same time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God, he's so funny. Jobs grow on jobbies. Uh, yeah. I I think my favorite <laughs> my favorite explosion of him was when they. It was almost like it was the episode that was almost like a, a parody of sitcoms where. They all like realize their character types. They're like, "Well, you're the loose cannon, and I'm the, <laughs> I'm the crazy, oh, I'm yeah. the ladies' man." And then they were like, "Well, let's sell gas. Let's just sell drums of gas." <laughs> and then Charlie at the end just cuts the brakes on their car. He's like, "I'm the crazy." He's like, "Loose cannon." <laughs> and, uh, this is I, I was trying to find a good Charlie yell, and this this clip didn't work for talking about Deadpool, but it's so great for talking about his character in the series. So a quick seven seconds. Correct Winning the lottery or some contest or something. Uh, Beautiful. I'm like two seasons behind on that show. Well, that's what's that's one of the only shows. It doesn't matter what episode you see. Isn't that beautiful? It doesn't happen anymore. And like that's the beautiful thing. There's no continuity. You you can enjoy an Arrested Development show out of sequence, but it's never if you miss that one little percent of callback, it's just you're gonna not gonna have as good a time. Arrested rewards you for paying attention, whereas Always Sunny's like just jump in whenever, like you'll get it. I sat down with a friend who has seen all of them several times, and so he was able to kind of give me a guided tour through the best ones. Mm -hmm. And like I don't, I didn't regret doing that. I'm Mm -hmm. so happy that I experienced it that way. Yeah, I oh man, I can't wait though for Arrested Development. Why well, everybody can't wait for season four? But yeah. what I like reading about it was that they like they knew they were going to have every episode available day one, mm-hmm. and so they're like, "Well, this is just going to be a dense novel." Like we, the before they made episodes like such an intricate web of stuff, but they couldn't go all the way because they were a weekly mm-hmm. show, and they knew some people were going to check in. But now they're like, "No, everyone's going to watch every episode." I, tweet, so. I tweeted my my one concern with that. Well, one that they, I think they haven't clearly stated, but I think it's the case. That every episode is based around a single character, right? Well, that, that bugs the shit. So it's me. like it's like Final Fantasy: The After Years. Oh basically. god, yeah. Oof, what a <laughs> the rest of development thirteen. I don't want to compare it to <laughs> Final Fantasy. After but years. And, and then and then remember, this all started. There'll be a new season to kick off the movie. What the fuck happened in the movie? There's no movie. Where is the movie? There's no I guess script. It's, gonna, well, it's not filming. How can you judge how successful this season will be? But or they not were doing this like as like that. a per, like half a promotional yeah. aspect yeah. for the movie, which does not exist. Well, they they have been honest about like saying already like, well, we couldn't get. We had one day. We had everyone together. Mm-hmm. Like because Will Arnett. Because of his dumb, t- like up all night, he had to be in first I, position for up all night. He couldn't <laughs> stop playing all of his jobs to come back and play Job. He doesn't <laughs> do it on the, on that up all night show, which is partially probably it's, one it's, of the reasons why it's unwatchable. Yeah, is it finally canceled? Yeah, that thing was a sad corpse. Holy well, because they were going to redo it as a multi camera. Dude, the sitcom. main actor quit. Yeah, they turned it into a from a single camera. To a multi-camera set sitcom. I think it's basically been canceled. Oh, good, good. It was so sad. Like in like. Who was screwing who to keep that thing on the air after all that shit? Well, NBC is just so unsuccessful. But why would like, you? Why would you put all your dough in that pony? It had a good first couple weeks. Okay, let me we round really out the rest should, of the news. We yeah. got. We should move on. I did. I thought it was funny. Uh, uh, Peter Laird of Eastman and Laird fame came out and said, uh, "Yeah, there's probably about a." So he said, "Probably a hundred better actresses than Megan Fox to play April O'Neil." 
why is this happening? Well, because you got to sell the movie to people. I, and I did. I, I only Emma Stone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That oh is brilliant. Oh my god, she would be so. That good. is brilliant. Yeah. Uh, I would love Emma Stone. Yes. I Do you know who plays April on the CG? No. T. Wait. You told me. No. Go ahead. Her. Her. Oh, egg? really? It is. Yes. It's egg. Egg. egg? It's egg. Egg. Is bland. Bland. <laughs> Apparently, uh, in real life, she's very good friends with uh, the actors who plays Maybe. Like they say, they've been they were child actors together, who've known each other since they were eleven. Like, Anne is the nose on Plane's face. We're trying to steer <laughs> back to the rest of the development, guys. I'm talking comics. everything comes back to it. And the, the last thing I have was super exciting to me that um, uh, Jonan Yonan Vasquez is teaming up with Tidmouse. Uh-huh. Also, made up names is that's the part of the podcast <laughs> where you make up names. No, the guy who does. Uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac writer. Say it's it again. Invader Zim creator. Is it Jonan or Honan? We don't. I don't know. Mm. Do you? No. Jonan. I haven't heard it until this point. And it's Vesca, just, exactly. I I've never it. fucking you never heard said it. it out. Dude doesn't loud. come out on Letterman. Like I'm, I'm supposed <laughs> to know how it's pronounced. Uh, the creator of Invader Zim is making a animated short of Squee um, with Titmouse, the people who make uh, Metalocalypse. Yeah. And, Metalocalypse. Great. Um, right. And Titmouse is that like going to be a pilot? I don't know. For like, Adult Swim. I don't know. Um, they they say right now it's just a short, but he's he said at some at panel at like the Emerald City Comic Con that mm. we're looking at it and then maybe uh, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac feature length movie and I'm a huge you know, Homicidal Maniac fa- uh, fan and they that he said like yeah you know cause, did you have you ever read that yeah I fucking love that I, book back in high school it was a good high school book I remember oh stop it with your pretension uh, you love that book. No, I meant it was good when you're in high school. Like, I hate all these jokes. And it's, I only, I gra- I only grabbed a quote. Well, there's a little bit of that. Like, the first thing is this, like, hilarious, uh, cynical thing. Then it gets, like, very serious. Mm-hmm. And I sincerely doubt even he had that in mind. And so he's like, I, yeah, the movie would be far more Lovecraftian from the beginning. And he said, uh, it, it would be, it's much less uh, about Johnny being a badass who kills people because he's a badass, but about a tool who doesn't know he's a tool. Mm-hmm. And that sounds absolutely wonderful. I like that a little bit because I did like the badass period as mm-hmm. well. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. It made to the, the other parts seem so much more unexpected. Read Johnny the Homicide. It's so weird that it took him so long since Invaders in to get a new show. Mm-hmm. Like he said, he'd never work in animation again, which is uh, why I picked up the news. I see. Holy shit. Well, because Invader Zim, like, killed him. Yeah, like, he, well, yeah. He said he never revisited that property. They ever. made such great work, but uh, that had really good video games, like, references in it. Like, yeah. uh, the girl who was so badass. I remember she, like, there was a plot where she had to get, basically, the Game Boy Advance, mm-hmm. and she m- murdered someone to get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> basically murdered a guy to get a new I don't know what he's so upset about, because every time I watch that show, I'm like, Nickelodeon, really? Yeah. Paid for this? A very brief executive very... meeting. We should make shows for older people. Ooh, I didn't know this how this would actually look. Are. And like, well, you paid for forty episodes, so enjoy. Uh, so now they have a show, sort of, don't they? Like, I know you know Cartoon Network is getting big success out of uh, Hannah Montana. No, well, no, they've well, Nickelodeon's like their Ninja Turtle show is kind of for more grown up people. Mm-hmm. You know? so I've been meaning to watch it. It's on Hulu, but we it's sh- good. Oh man, we got we move. really got to. All right. Anyway, last week's question of the week, real quick, mm-hmm. was, uh, and then because we're going to have to speed through this, but last week's question of the week was, when what artist or writer team leaving a book got you to quit reading that comic? Do you have an answer? No. No? <laughs> All right, we'll get out of here. All right. No, that's cool. Um, well, so uh, one of them was Scott Snyder leaving 
uh, Swamp Thing recently. Mm. Another one was Brian K. Vaughn le- leaving uh, Runaways. Mm-hmm. Even though they really liked Joss Whedon on the book, Vaughn was the soul of the book. And the last one is one I really agree with. Nathan Explosion said, Jason Aaron's run on Wolverine. Once he left, he just was not into it. Wait, the guy that, so. that was responsible for the new 52 Swamp Thing is out? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because oh, that was really good. Yeah, but Scott Snyder is such an in-demand writer now. Like uh, He's too big for Swamp Thing. Yeah. Like, okay. That's the problem. He's probably there. He's probably there he, had to make room. he had to make room for his, that Superman book you were mm-hmm. talking about. But mm-hmm. that gives me some... Uh, that's, that's cool, because that means I can read all the Swamp Things and then stop. And then yeah, quit. you can stop yeah. reading a yeah. comic book. Have you read uh, the Aquaman book? Uh, no, I haven't. That's it's great, best. dude. It's great. Seriously. I, I think what's next for me is I'm going to do all the Swamp Things, Animal Mans, and Frankenstein, and just sort of and like... And Rot World the hell out of yeah. a nice Rot World weekend. Yes, yeah. Uh, I just I saw the cover of the new Animal Man out, to, out today, this week. Is and it brutal? It just, it's a picture of him like, no! And it says in giant letters, this is the most tragic day in Buddy, whatever his last name is, life. That's awesome. Wow. I love that. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so for this week's question of the week, which we're going to have to speed through really quick, mm-hmm. but it is, uh, you mentioned the new, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of creative teams, you mentioned the new Superman creative team. Mm-hmm. So what creative team would you like to see working on Superman hmm. outside of Scott Steiner and, uh, and them? And uh, I am going to quickly say that I would really... Mark Miller always wanted to do the Superman story. Like I think he, he did Red Sun so well. I would love to see him working on real Red Sun. He's a pre-order bonus in Injustice. Yeah, the, the Red, Red Sun, Sun costume. It's crazy. That's ridiculous. Uh, so I'd love to see him, him and Brian Hitch, the Ultimates team, on that. Mm-hmm. That would be a great, great book. Uh, I would like. I want to know one as a Deadpool fan. Where did Daniel Way go? Yeah, I don't know. And I would like to see him do Superman because um, I don't think I'm. I care to see that character humanized in any other fashion. He's just ridiculous. Let's treat him like that. <laughs> Writer of Deadpool. I don't see him in any Marvel books. Let's make him put him on Superman. Has Frank Miller ever just done Superman? You know, I don't think he's done because yeah, I know he did the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah. I would like to see more of that. And you can see he has a pretty poor depiction. He doesn't of the, he seem did, to like Superman. But, so, all that but much. that makes him that even would more make perfect. It more interesting to see. They him probably share it. the same values. I just like I to see him know. tackle like the origin story, maybe before it gets to like that crazy, like mm-hmm. you know, poster child for America version yeah. of Superman yeah. that collides yeah. with Batman. Yeah, I feel like it, most of Frank Miller thinks Superman is a pussy. And maybe, then, maybe, maybe you could do do well with the origin stories. Yeah. Or, or B, my other answer is I came on here to talk about Sonic and Mega Man and Mars Attacks, and yeah. I probably shouldn't answer yeah. this question. That's cool. <laughs> I, I respect that abstention. Abs, abs, All right, so All right. Uh, answer that in the forums, guys. Let me plug some shit. Uh, yeah. We have a new episode. I think I'm on a VGM. Uh, this week's VG Game Empire. Up. I'm on this week's VG Empire with you talking yeah. about Mario RPG music. Oh, I'm sorry, true. I can't join you guys. <laughs> yeah, if we only had a time machine. And uh, I'm on Video Game Apocalypse this yeah. week talking about pirates and uh, where I strangely am singing the praises of microtransactions. Please don't comment. What? Uh, yeah, listen to it there. Okay. Write it to me in a tweet. Uh, and then later time this week is fun, fantastic, and all very about... Very loose. Very, very, very loose. We were, I, we were trying to talk about uh, things we love held up in legal battles, and then it it, it, it kept there almost, and then it degrades. And this, the last bit of it is the most wonderful madness I've ever seen a podcast conclude on. LaserTimePodcast.com. Thank you, Tim. Uh, so yeah, I write for Game Informer magazine, and you can read that and 
watch what's, that on the what's the Darkwing series what's the, what's the oh replay 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 so we have replay and super replay mm-hmm. uh, we're right in the middle of like doing a showdown thing where we uh, all compete mm-hmm. and go through like this gauntlet of video game challenges to kind of represent and we all have the games we want to play all the way through for the super replay and I'm, I chose like Dino Crisis 2 because I've never yes! played it and uh so there's that. Um, so you can check that out uh, and check out GameInformer.com. And my Twitter handle is just at Tim Turry, T-U-R-I. You're, you're a lucky man. Lucky man to get your whole name as your Twitter handle. It's I, It worked out for me. And to have it just be seven characters. Yeah. I'm, uh, great. We also have like a Joe Juba there. Like, mm. That's pretty great. You sound like a, sounds like a DC alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, that sounds like a Stanley name because of the alliteration. Uh, mm. uh, yes. Well, anyway. All right, so until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior.